0: hello everyone welcome back uh just a couple of hours later again we did two episodes today uh the first episode which uh we just barely got uploaded uh got us through last weekdays action up through uh thursday Um, but of course today we're gonna actually take the time to do what we normally do on mondays recap the weekend action uh and do power rankings mvp all that good stuff um Fortunately, again, I am joined by our usual co-host for Monday's show, Wyatt. Wyatt, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing really good. It's been a fun week. I got my first interview invitation back for uh, medical schools, so there that is a huge relief for me, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Thanksgiving's coming up. I love Thanksgiving.
0: There we go. We're all thankful for Thanksgiving, <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm thankful that I don't have to suffer for as many years as as you do. To, <laughs> I mean, you'll be making more money, than <laughs> that, but <laughs> I guess because you're doing uh, like physical therapy, sports therapy type stuff, right? That's what you're planning on going uh, to.
1: No, no, doctor, doctor of medicine. So kind of leaning towards oh, you surgery.
0: Gotcha. You, so you've changed up from when we we kind of chatted about that last.
1: Must uh, have. So yeah, tomorrow I'm actually, tomorrow morning, I'm going to shadow a couple surgeries. So.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, so you will need to suffer for a lot of, a lot of school and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, once you, once you're actually practicing, I'm sure it will be very much worth it.
1: So. Yes. I <laughs> hope so.
0: Okay. Very cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh with that, we'll go ahead and get started with the show. We're going to start things a little bit different. Um, The past couple of Monday shows, we've done our game summaries from the past weekend. And to be honest, uh, and I appreciated Wyatt's honesty on this, it kind of drags on. And I had felt that, but when he said the same to me, I was like, yeah, we probably need to to make some changes. So we're going to do a little bit different. We're calling this our five on five drill. Basically, we're going to pick five noteworthy games from the weekend to, to outline, do our usual, you know, game charts, box score, check out the story, mention any notable uh, storylines from those games. Um, now with this, we're not able to cover absolutely everything, but at the same time, you know, you have a game between two, you know, basement dwelling teams and one team wins by like 15 points and there's like half the stadium filled. I mean, is that a game we really need to talk about? Probably (laughs) not. Right. And it's nothing against those franchises. Hopefully through this we'll have a good mix. You know, every week we have teams that we didn't talk about last week. Um, There's always performances from individual players that we want to outline, but regardless, we want to make the best use of our time and focus on uh, the really noteworthy games. so Without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into that. Our five-on-five drill is what we're calling it. Our first game, our first three games actually come from Friday night's slate of games. And the first of these is the Cleveland Cavaliers winning at home against the Charlotte Hornets in double overtime, 132-122. to And I caught a little bit of the uh, the final minutes of this game on the NBA's YouTube page it looked like Charlotte was down like 10 with about a minute and a half to go. I think it, you, you know, as a Cavs fan, you're kind of thinking, all hey, right, games, games probably over. And then suddenly uh, the Hornets charged back to force overtime and then double overtime. But then Cleveland was still able to come out on top. Um, I saw that Mitchell hit some Donovan Mitchell hit some big shots towards the end. Garland led the way for Cleveland with 41 points. Evan Mobley, 18 boards. Jared Allen, four blocks, along with his 12 boards. Meanwhile, for Charlotte, uh, though they're on the losing end, still had strong games from P.J. Washington, 28 points, 10 boards. Oubre, 34 points, uh, and Rozier, 28 points. Nick Richards with 14 boards off the bench as well. Pretty impressive. Um, Wyatt, if at any point you want to stop me to chat about the teams or the games, go ahead and, like, just stop me and I'll – you know, I'll let you go. But okay. otherwise, I'll just kind of power through these games. Um, so that was the let's see, Cavs and Hornets. Next, again from the Friday slate, the uh Philadelphia 76ers won at home against the Milwaukee Bucks, 110 to 102. A battle of the Eastern Conference Hopefuls as far as the playoffs. The Bucks sitting right up there with the Celtics, the Sixers still finding their rhythm. Um, and this was a duel really of the two either MVPs or MVP caliber players in Giannis and Joel Embiid, uh, in this one, Joel Embiid came out on top. Giannis still had a solid game, 25 points, 14 boards. Uh, however, he was four of 15 from the free throw line. And there's a little bit more. We'll talk about it with that later. Some kind of melodrama, uh, after the game, Meanwhile, for Philly, Joel Embiid, 32 points, 11 boards, eight assists, three blocks. Very solid game. He didn't shoot the highest percentages, but to, in the end and, you know, kind of clutch time, he's very strong. Max, he added 24 points of his own. Um, any comments on Bucks Sixers before we jump to uh, – I feel like you might have some things to say about either Embiid or Giannis, you being a, a big man when you were in your – your playing days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like Giannis. I mean, I think pretty much everyone does. His work ethic is killer, and mm-hmm. you know, his, his skill set is pretty uh diverse, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um Embiid, I don't like him <laughs> very much. Okay. I, we don't I don't I like Embiid. <laughs> I think he's pretty lazy, like most of the time. But wow. I will say that this year he's like he is like kind of breaking out, seems to be working a lot harder. And breaking out in a terms of, in terms of work ethic, you know. Okay. <laughs> felt like he was coasting in the past, felt like he has has a lot of potential and wasn't uh, using it that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I didn't see that one coming, honestly. I didn't I don't know if we've ever talked about Embiid before, but um man, don't don't like Embiid. Fair enough. Um, I thought it would be for like kind of the way he plays, like he's kind of a like Likes to get under your skin and like, you know, kind of like the Bill Ambier type, you know, where he'll, he'll foul you right. and, then, and then be compl- like, Hey, where's the call? I, he, he's fouling me, you know, that kind of thing. But uh-huh. but you just think he's, y- what your complaint is with Embiid kind of sounds like my complaint with Shaq. And that's a story for another time. I could go on about <laughs> Shaq, but um, <laughs> regardless, uh, fair point, but no, yeah, I think about everyone loves Giannis, although maybe not everyone after this weekend. Again, I'm kind of you know being vague about it. If you didn't hear it's not anything crazy, but we'll we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. Next That's game, good. the the uh Utah Jazz win at home against the Phoenix Suns. Big battle of the you know, some top teams in the Western Conference. Uh for Phoenix. Let's see, all the starters and double figures, Booker's scored 49 points, Uh high scoring game from him, eight and 17 points, 10 boards. Cameron Payne, we love, 17 we, points. We just
1: love to uh, have players go off on us, don't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you always got to find the, we we win the game, but it's always, oh, he's, he went off on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we tend to do that sometimes, but regardless, it didn't matter because, uh, the Jazz had a great game themselves. We had Malik Beasley, 27 points off the bench. Wow. Man, hot percentages, 7 of 13 from three-point range. He was shooting lights out from outside. Conley, again, 10 assists or more in this game, uh, right on 10 this time. Vanderbilt, 11 boards before he fouled out. Um, I guess he's been kind of the center, him and Olenek, and I've, I guess that they've also had a lot of games, where they've gotten in foul trouble because they are a little bit undersized, kind of filling that spot. But right. mean, there's, they're still winning games, so you can't really complain. Uh, meanwhile, and leads the way for the Jazz. He scored a career-high 38 points on some very hot percentages, 83% from the floor, 66% from three-point range, only two of three, but still. And then he hit this um, – I caught kind of the highlights of the end, and he hit this crazy – turnaround, fading, mid-range, you know, just swishes it. And it was pretty close throughout with Phoenix, but then Utah was able to just hold out and uh, and win the game. I mean, if you look at the, the, you know, charts of the game, Utah takes a big lead early in the first, and then Phoenix slowly chips away. And then by the end, like, it's close, but Utah just still holds on to a lead uh and they're able to win it uh any comments on that before we go to <laughs> one of let's see was this no this is sunday's i believe sunday's one of sunday's games yes it was um yes the yeah, i'm just
1: kind of excited to see where the jazz go you know yeah like they're they've held out longer than anyone expected and i'm curious to see like can they make it through like the first round, you know? It'd be mm-hmm. that'd be something that would be really uh awesome to see, I think, for <laughs> how the everyone's expectations were this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're probably kind of a broken record on this, but we all yeah. we we just keep waiting for the you know what is it, the other shoe to drop for it Yeah.
1: To,
0: the wheels to fall off, whatever it is. Like you said, oh the you know, bookers still went off and like, and I totally get that because when you have a team that is like competitive, but then they fall short, and you know, you start to have that trepidation.
1: Yeah. And, and they're just like absolutely lacking star power and, you yeah. know, a lot of like playoff experience, you know? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know. But then at the same time, you know, when you talk about marketing, the more and more the jazz are playing well and he's fitting whatever that system is the more we talk about him as you know he's probably got to be in that all-star conversation right you know and um, true probably even most improved player type conversation certainly in the top 10 i would say in terms of names you throw out in that mix but but yeah he's been great um you know teams again yeah the jazz just surprising everyone uh another team kind of surprising everyone as far as what you'd expect from them the sacramento kings uh in their game sunday against the detroit pistons the kings are at home they beat the detroit pistons 137 to 129 uh the kings earn their first six game winning streak since the 2004-2005 season any guesses wow. as to what also happened that season for the kings 2005
1: 2006 2004 2005 oh 2004 2005 uh I couldn't tell you
0: well I will tell you they that <laughs> was that was the last year the Kings made the playoffs
1: oh wow <laughs>
0: yeah and they currently hold the dubious distinction of the longest active playoff drop in the four major American sports. Hmm. so that's a great sign to see if you're a Kings fan. First time they have a six game win streak since that last time they made the playoffs. So, I mean, they're looking good. They're in the the playoff chase certainly right now in the standings. Um, looking at this game for Detroit, uh, Cade Cunningham still out. I forget what his injury was exactly. I don't think he'll be missing too much more time, but uh, Detroit actually had four double figure scorers off the bench Jaden ivy wow. 20 24 points bogdanovich 21 so like their scoring was was solid throughout but sacramento is just playing a really fun brand of basketball um all long of the, the, kings. <laughs> yeah, long the kings yeah along with the kings yeah um longer than most people might realize starting all the way back to the rochester royals days um but yeah, all the starters and double figures in this one. Um, Keegan Murray 13, Sabonis 15. The other three scored 24 or more. Um, that's Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Darren Fox. Fox led the way with 33 points and seven assists, and Sabonis added 13 boards with his 15 points. Um, no one off the bench scoring more than eight, but Starters just, you know, played well together and they didn't need a ton of bench help in this game. And I caught some clips of the of this game towards the end, again on the NBA's YouTube page. And it was just so fun to see that Sacramento fan base. They're kind of one of the more underrated fan bases in the NBA to see them finally have a team that, you know, is being successful and to be able to cheer them playing as a team and being so, being so exciting to watch like they're super high scoring, exciting you know, Fox with his ISO moves and Herter and Monk with the threes Sabonis grabbing the boards and dish and assists, kind of like a, almost like a Divots type, you know and, and Barnes uh,
1: with his cane, of course
0: Barnes with <laughs> his cane It's <Seems laughs> like he's been around <laughs> forever <laughs> That's a good point. I, <laughs> I think I said that on the the episode we did just before this, where Barnes is a little bit older. He does fit kind of a little bit awkwardly in this core, but he makes it work, you know, and he's he's maybe a bit overpaid. But, yeah, he's solid. But he is a little bit older, yeah. so I get, I get what you're saying. But, um, but yeah, great game for Sacramento. Uh, let's see. They led early. Detroit brought it back. And then in the fourth quarter, they stormed back. And they had a huge fourth quarter. Herder went off and they're able to pull away with a win there. Uh, last game from our five on five drill. Uh, we had to talk about this one. The Warriors, Golden State Warriors on the road in Houston against the Rockets. And the Warriors won by seven, 127 to 120. But we got to talk about, well, first let's talk about the Rockets. Uh, 30 from Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, as their kind of lead guard 22 from Jabari Smith Jr. Good to see him getting a little bit more in the groove. Uh, they had five other players, sorry, four other players in double figures, including Terry Eason with 19 off the bench. He's been, uh, a nice find for them from this most recent draft but the storyline is the warriors. i mean wiggins was nice 22 points, 5 boards, nothing too special there. not a lot of bench help, but the splash brothers are back and at it. steph curry 33 points, clay thompson 41 points. steph 7 of 14 from 3, 50%. clay 10 of 13 from uh 10 of 13 from three point range 77%. Um, Curry also added 15 assists With his 33 points And three steals, two blocks The defensive master, Stephen Curry um, Getting it done there (laughs) So, we gotta talk Because when Curry and Clay Thompson Really started cooking And really became the Splash Bros That was, like, we were freshmen Or sophomores in high school, right? Like, that was a while ago so and like what would you say? Because I I'm sure you've seen some of it too, people bagging on Clay or doubting Clay this year because he had gotten off to a pretty slow start. Mm-hmm. What would your comments be as far as him having a breakout game like this in the you know in the broad scheme of this season?
1: I don't know. I so I believe last year, you know, it seemed like coming back off the injury he kind of was slow as well but i correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like he had a breakout game post injury that was like okay clay is back like yeah here here he's going to like take off and be who he once was but then that didn't really happen and so i'm wondering if with this game if he's going to you know if he really will like find his footing and and step up and be like you know, great again, or if it's going to be another one of those like one and done, and now kind of you know slow again for the next, however many games. I mean, yeah. it's it's piques my interest for sure, but I don't know if I could if I'm leaning one way or the other. You know,
0: right No, I think it's a fair point, and I guess I would generally lean towards. I think he's even if his numbers aren't great he's done it enough in the past where, you know, especially if you get into a playoff type situation, now they're in a situation where they they need to get back in that playoff picture. But you get into playoffs, he's still a guy, no matter what he's shooting that season, he's still a guy that you can rely on, in my mind, you know.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Because he's done it in the past. But I definitely see what you're saying as far as, and I think that did happen last year. There was a couple games where he'd have, you know, like five or six threes or something like that. And, you know, oh, there, Clay has a hot game. He's finding his rhythm again. And then maybe he's, you know, off. To, he would have a slow next few games. Um, and that could be this year too. Maybe he's, you know, genuinely still recovering from the injury. Part of it could also be, I think, you know, what we – remember clay more and more as like more years pass. when we go back to watch clay's career up to this point we're watching you know the the 37 point quarter and the the right yeah the the 14 threes against chicago we're we're picking out all of these high scoring games and then we're trying to paint that as like who he is as a player consistently and i don't know if that's ever really been the case
1: no i don't think so
0: I mean, you look at his stat line from like his best years, you know, like 2016 through 2019, like when they were the Warriors, they were, you know, every year the pick to win the championship. Um, And you look at his averages, I mean, 21 points, four boards, two assists on great percentages, you know, and that I think is really only the, that's really the big difference is just his percentages aren't as sharp as they have been. Otherwise he's pretty close to the same type of a player, at least in my right. mind, you know, maybe defensively he's, he's not as sharp, but I don't know. I think that a people are expecting too much of clay in a weird sense. Like not that he's not capable of scoring 30 a night if he really wanted, but that's just not his game, you know, Mm-hmm. Like he's just that support solid guy who's gonna be electric when he needs to be. And then anyways, so that's my little tangent on clay. But
1: no, fair enough. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um anyways, one last comment on the game, like the game charts here. Golden State, big lead in the first quarter. Houston brought it back and led through much of the second quarter, third quarter, and then Golden State took away with it in the fourth. So Okay, so that goes through our five-on-five five drill. Hopefully, that was a little bit quicker than the other game summaries we've done. Um, we also have a segment, and these names might change. Calling this six men, so not the five on the floor, but these are the noteworthy things from either players in those games or just you know across the league over this weekend that weren't the games we talked about. Firstly, Luca. Uh, Luka Doncic recorded his 50th career triple-double in Friday's win, which I believe was against the Thunder? Um, Let me double-check. I don't know if it matters a ton, but we got to... No, the Nuggets. Sorry. That wasn't quite... Or was that the game? That might have been the game. We got to talk about a Mavericks-Nuggets game at some point. But anyways... Uh, he's the second fastest player to 50 career triple doubles behind Oscar Robertson. Um, pretty special company to be in there. On Friday night, we also had nine different players score 30 or more um, in a game, so that was pretty wow. pretty wild to watch. Yeah, um, Anthony Davis became the first Laker since Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. To have back-to-back games of at least 35 points and 15 rebounds, that's a great sign for Lakers fans to see him playing at that caliber. Um, one of the games we could have talked about but didn't would have been Sunday or Saturday night's game with the Toronto Raptors visiting the Atlanta Hawks. The last-second game winner on a, an alley-oop to A.J. Griffin for a layup. A.J. Griffin, the rookie, the son of Adrian Griffin, of course. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend YouTubing it. It's a pretty great highlight. And, uh, finally, let's see. I want to say it was Mavericks Nuggets Sunday because more and more the NBA is doing these like back to back games. Yeah, I think it was. Did you see this, Wyatt?
1: No, I didn't. So basically,
0: uh, it was in Dallas, the Nuggets playing the Mavericks in Dallas and they, uh, let's see. So Luca hit a three to beat the buzzer at the end of the first half or the end of the second quarter, right? So they went into the locker rooms. But then while they were in the locker rooms, the refs reviewed it and figured out that Luca's foot was out of bounds. So the basket hmm. would not count. And it would be a turnover to Denver with like two seconds remaining. But the teams had already gone to the locker rooms, right? So, okay. here, so here's what they did. The teams came out, warmed up, you know, got ready for the second half. But before they did the second half, they technically finished the last two seconds of the first half. So <laughs> Den, So Denver had an inbound for two seconds. And then once that was over, they would, you know, actually start the second half, right? So here's where it gets even crazier. Denver inbounds it to uh, Vlatko, Vlatko Chanchar, I think is how you say his name. And he heaves up like a half-court shot and swishes it. <laughs> so instead of the halftime score being, you know, a certain whatever it was, it was a six-point swing. Instead of Dallas got, getting that three from Luka – Denver got a three from Chanchar, and so it was a six-point swing based on that weird having to play the couple seconds right before actually doing the second half.
1: Wow, was it challenged? Was the the shot like challenged by the by Toronto?
0: Uh, you mean Denver
1: or Denver? Yeah, sorry.
0: No, it, I think it was just like one of those situations where all scoring plays are supposed to be reviewed but then like maybe just a, a mix up as far as like teams needing to stay on the floor for the review or something like that so
1: huh? Okay. it's just
0: a, a weird situation and again if any of you that haven't seen it i'd recommend checking it out on, on youtube um because yeah just a wild state of affairs i've never seen anything like it in in my you know not ultra long time of watching the nba but (laughs) (laughs) anyways okay so that takes us through uh this last weekend's action uh again the episode we did earlier today took us through last week uh the weekdays we're now through the weekend let's talk through key news and we'll blaze through this real quick um first of all milwaukee bucks announced the passing of longtime scout ron stewart uh sad news to hear that for milwaukee i Unfortunately, was not familiar with the name, but from what I've seen, he was highly regarded within the profession, and he was loved by the Milwaukee organization, so we're sad to hear the, uh, that news for them. Um, next, we have a lot of injury news. John Morant, out indefinitely with a grade one ankle sprain, I would think with an ankle sprain, probably within the next couple weeks, at some point, you should be back.
1: Yeah, um, they, they post an update on that, it should be three to five, so... Okay. And yeah. I think they actually changed it to grade two. So
0: oh, so that's more severe, right?
1: Right. Gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So could be a little bit longer for Morant. That's definitely a huge blow to uh to Memphis. See if they can, you know, keep things together in his uh absence. And hopefully, you know, like with all players, we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh same thing for Kevin Love. His is a little less severe. Day to day with a right thumb fracture. <laughs> Um, and then Tyrese Maxey will be out at least two weeks with a broken left foot. Um, so pretty severe injuries there, uh, break up the injury news, Giannis. So this is, this could have gone in the previous segment. I don't know if this is so much news, but, um, so after the Bucks loss on the road in Philly against the Sixers and Giannis had that poor free throw shooting effort, He returned to the court to get some work in on those free throws. Apparently he was approached by a Sixers player rumored to be Montres Harrell, who um, they didn't get into a real verbal altercation. They it seems like they just had like a disagreement and then went their separate ways. Giannis still wanted to practice free throws. Um, Arena workers came out and were like, doing something with the the hoops or the stanchion or the nets or something. They had a ladder up and Giannis uh, had kind of a verbal confrontation with the arena worker who was trying to put the ladder up and ended up with, incidentally, the ladder falling over. There were fans filming it, like, you know, of course, Philly fans upset saying Giannis was being terrible. And admittedly, it was kind of an awkward situation. Um, I think there was a, and you know, their like media availability during practice or, you know, whatever it was, he commented on it saying that he wasn't trying to to be rude to anyone and he just wanted to, to work on free throws, but just kind of a bizarre incident. I remember getting the ESPN notification for it. I'm like ladder incident. Like what is, <laughs> what is this talking about? But anyways, figured yeah, we should throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, that, there's like a, video you can find on YouTube, I'm sure, to explain a little bit more about it, but we'll just comment on it briefly. Uh Kyrie Irving did finally return to the Nets lineup uh yesterday versus the Memphis Grizzlies. So he's back from his suspension. Um we'll see how long he's able to stay in the lineup before something else comes up. Again, I really don't mean to be rude right. about it, but there's just, you know
1: that is Kyrie's MO. <laughs>
0: there's always something, right? You know. And Kyrie used to be one of my favorites. And I still like him as a player from a past era you know and what he did in the past but more and more he just gets a little bit less likable and i I hate it but anyways um in good news elvin hayes number 44 was retired by the houston rockets uh of course most of the time that he played with the franchise they were the or much of the time they were the san diego rockets um but in, for that, the night that they retired his number, I believe that was a game against the Warriors. Uh, they wore the San Diego Throwbacks, so that huh. was cool to see. Uh, when they were in San Diego, their colors were green and gold. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting because I always thought they were called the Houston Rockets because of NASA and all that, but
1: right, that's what I assumed,
0: <laughs> but not the case. So, I remember <laughs> learning that a couple of years ago, and it was. Kind of surprising, but anyways, um, several more injuries to report on. Mike Conley will miss at least one game with a knee injury. Um, Unfortunate to hear that for us jazz fans, of course. Um, Joel Embiid will miss at least the next two games with a left midfoot sprain. Damian Lillard is out one to two weeks with a grade one right calf strain. And finally, Paul George is out Monday night with a hamstring strain or out, you uh, did not play tonight. So, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox were named players of the week for week five. And finally, we'll run through the transactions from the last week. Uh, AJ Lawson, a guard, signed a two-way contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Portland Wave center Olivier Saar and signs Center Ibu Baji to a two-way contract. I hope I'm saying that name right. (laughs) Both of those names. Um, Washington waived guard Jordan Shackle and signed guard Devin Dotson to a two-way. So that takes care of our transactions. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll real quick jump into game previews as well before we do our morph. It's all interesting to talk about, but more like collaborative, we can actually discuss things type segments. Um but real quick, our game previews, again, all the times I will give are Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Tuesday night, we have a TNT doubleheader. Firstly, the game that I definitely want to watch so bad, or at least catch, you know, the highlights of the pregame before, the Philadelphia 76ers at home versus the Brooklyn Nets at 730, which means Ben Simmons returns to philadelphia (laughs) and i (laughs) for the first time actually playing and the way he got booed when he wasn't even dressed to play i am so excited i feel bad because it's like he's just (laughs) he's just a guy trying to like do his this is his job you know playing basketball Uh he's trying to do his job basically but oh i'm so excited for that anyways um (laughs) then the (laughs) the second game of the doubleheader Uh, The Phoenix Suns at home versus the Los Angeles Lakers. That one's at 10 o'clock. Again, Sixers-Nets is 7.30. Wednesday, uh, we have a few games of note. On League Pass, the Atlanta Hawks are uh, at home versus Sacramento Kings. I think that's a pretty noteworthy game. Um, Kevin Herter's long-awaited return to Atlanta. Just kidding. There's not a lot of people talking about that storyline. But... (laughs) (laughs) um, but it is a storyline, but more importantly, it's you know one of the younger two of the younger, more kind of upstart teams, especially Kings this season being a lot more exciting. I think it's a game worth checking out. And then there's an ESPN doubleheader. We have uh, Boston Celtics at home versus the Dallas Mavericks, that's at 7:30, and then the Golden State Warriors at home versus the Los Angeles Clippers. At ten o'clock. That game uh five or six years ago would have been a real heated rivalry type game, you know. <laughs> right. L- Lob City Clippers versus Splash Bros. Um, and it sort of is. There's still two of the, you know, Western Conference playoff hopefuls, you know, trying to be contenders. Um they're both having a little bit of a rocky start, Warriors more than Clippers, but could still be an interesting game to watch out for. But and then there will be no games Thursday uh in observance of Thanksgiving. So that'll be good. Uh if you're a football fan, you'll you'll still be tuned into the football games, of course, but you won't have to worry about the NBA. So you can spend at least some time with your family. So how about that?
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'll probably <laughs> I'll spend most of my time with my family, but regardless.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> uh sorry, mom. We've got, uh, so we've got our game summaries out of the way, our key news, our game previews. All right. It's time to go ahead and get into the, uh, meat and potatoes of the, the podcast today. And that of course is our usual power rankings, our weekly MVP, as well as a, uh, little bonus segment that I think could be fun or could be, uh, not that fun. We'll figure out, um, so let's start with power rankings. We've both got our power rankings filled out for this week. Um, got our kind of movements tracked. Uh, I've also got the standings pulled up for both Eastern and Western conference uh, at the moment. Let's go ahead. You, If you want to lead us off, Wyatt, like we've kind of had you do the last couple weeks, give us your comments on the way your power rankings are looking Again, however you yeah. want to do it, whether it's you know top ten, biggest movers, whatever that is. So,
1: yeah, I'll I'll talk mostly about my big movers. So my top ten are pretty consistent. The only real changes up there are the jazz bumped up into that group. Um, you know, I I held off on that for a long time because I was skeptical because I don't want to get hurt again. Right. Uh, <laughs> but they they moved up. Um Phoenix moved down a little bit but still in that top group mm-hmm. um you know other than that they're all all pretty much the same there um some of my other movement is like the Kings moved up uh you know they they've been playing well big mm-hmm. drops from the Sixers and the Heat yeah uh, I they haven't been uh too great lately, you know their records have kind of tanked a little, so they dropped a fair amount. And the Spurs, all, although they didn't have a long ways to drop, uh, because they, you know, haven't been playing that great. Right. Already this season, they had a horrible week, so you know, they yeah. dropped further in in my power rankings.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. For those that aren't aware, week five, the Spurs went zero and five. So definitely not a, a strong week for them. um Yeah, so Sixers and Heat both fell 11 spots in your power rankings. Pretty yes. pretty steep fall. Uh, Nets fall a little bit. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to comment on with yours before I jump into mine real quick?
1: Um, You know, just the – so the Sixers did have a big fall, but – I think that they ha there there's potential there, you know. I think they could bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh Heat. I'm less convinced that they will. Mm-hmm. But it's possible, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I I would probably personally would switch that a little bit in the sense of um, I just have some concerns, especially what we've mentioned briefly with the the injury reports for Philadelphia. I have right, concerns, yeah. especially short term, you know, long term, they might be all right. But, but I also have concerns for Miami. I guess I shouldn't say that Miami, you know, I don't know if they've had a lot of injury trouble. They just don't seem to have that same, you know, it, it's kind of like Utah Fire sense that we saw in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit, you know, and it's also like, you know, the last several years they've had these lineups where, you know, of course, Bam is great and Jimmy's great. We know this but they would have these lineups alongside them that, you know, uh, is that really the lineup? And that's kind of an odd, you know, group, but then somehow they'd make it work, you know? Mm -hmm. And for some reason this year, it's not clicking the same way. So, um, I know I think that's, you know, pretty, pretty fair, honestly, to have both of those teams fall, uh, at least somewhat, uh, when looking at my power rankings, um, I definitely didn't have as big of movements compared to my last week simply because I felt like I had a little bit better idea of where teams should be at. You know, I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, it's far from that. But uh, at the top, I switched Celtics and Bucks. So I have Celtics at the top of my power rankings currently. Um, a little bit of jostling below them. Uh, Sun, let's see. So it's Celtics and Bucks. Jazz stay at three. Suns, Nuggets, Hawks, Trailblazers fills out uh, three through six, uh, I believe. three, No, four through seven, sorry. Um, And then the Cavs stay the same. The Grizzlies fall to nine. Meanwhile, the Clippers jump up to ten. So that's your top ten. Clippers slide into the top ten. The Kings just outside at 11. I'm really high on the Kings right now. I like the way they're playing. Um, Hopefully for Sacramento fans especially, they can stay up there. Um, Wizards drop a bit to 12. Um, Outside of that top group, my biggest fallers are the Spurs and the Heat. So the Heat fell about six spots for me. I didn't drop the Sixers too much. They fell three spots. Um, They went one and one in the last week. But the Spurs, yeah, 0-5. That's even if you're a struggling team, 0-5 is pretty bad. So they fell yeah. all the way to all the way to 27 for me. Detroit also went 0-4. They're a team where, you know, I've been really intrigued and hopeful for their young talent, but they don't have Kate Cunningham, and they're still young and trying to pull it together. And so I have them last so the Houston Rockets pull themselves out of the out of the cellar. Uh they're now second to last. Meanwhile the Lakers jump up to
1: 25th. So they're on the up and up. Yeah, um the your Mavericks <laughs> the Mavericks fell down for you a few spots. Yeah and that and that one I can
0: definitely you know you could probably persuade me to move them up. Um I simply move them down there let's see so they're fifteenth for me right now even though they went two and two. They didn't really drop a bunch of games, but they fell five spots. The simple reason was I just had some teams that were on some hotter stretches, uh, the Pacers, the Kings, the Clippers, and they kind of jostled Dallas out of that mix. But but it's definitely a fair argument because they didn't really do too much wrong to lose that spot. And the same could be said for Philadelphia. I mean, one and one, they went, you know, they broke even. And then they fall three spots, but that's just kind of the way the uh, the cookie crumbles, I guess, is the way that
1: yeah.
0: the way they say it. <laughs> so, um, also Minnesota went two and zero like the Lakers did, so they jumped up t- uh, four spots, up to twenty one. Um, but that kind of summarizes uh, both of our power rankings. Anything else we want to talk about with either of our rankings before we move on, or we kind of we've kind of covered most everything, right? Yeah,
1: I know. I think we've got it.
0: Okay, perfect and again um this does not count monday's games or tonight monday being tonight so it'll be exciting to see week six you know as we've gotten a better grasp on this as far as tracking week to week records and you know team movement i feel like i have a better grasp of of these power rankings and where teams really are sitting at so so i'm excited to to keep this going you know and see see how the teams shift. I think it'll be really fun when we get to the end of the season, being able to look back and say, oh, this team was, was ranked super high and then they kind of fell off and then Mm -hmm. the reverse, you know, oh, this team was low, but then they jumped way up, you know? So um, anyways, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on from that again. That will be every Monday. um, So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's jump on to our weekly MVP discussion. Again, at some point, we'll do some sort of, like, a page where we can have, you know, pictures for the podcast. Maybe we'll do, like, an Instagram page or something. That could be easy. Um, Or a video podcast. But for the time being, you just have to imagine the mystical um, thrift store trophy we have for our weekly MVP. It's um, made of jade, actually. Um, it was incredible i found it at the price that we did um we have all of the weekly winners up to this point written on here w- wyatt totally missed my jade joke for I how i <laughs> i was
1: gonna say something but then i was like i don't know if the listeners would appreciate my comments on that or if we should just let them let him believe the fairy tale <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's actually made of pure diamonds. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say diamond would at least be more visually, visually accurate. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, this, <laughs> this
0: thing is not even green. I don't know why jade was the first
1: thing
0: that <laughs> came to mind. It's diamond. My apologies. Um, but we have all the weekly winners up to this point written on the trophy. That's the way we'll do it. With each weekly winner, we'll write their name. By the end of the season, we'll have a a trophy fully covered in in names and numbers we can look back and say hey this you know player had a really strong week this week or something like that you know who knows um and for our discussion we have our usual kind of list of candidates we've pulled up uh the way i do this is the player has to have a winning record and they have to be the leader or one of the leaders i usually kind of try and pick one per team uh, as far as a leader for team success And so our candidates this week, we have Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, De'Aaron Fox, Lowry Markinen, the finisher, we got to add him in, and uh, Jason Tatum. So out of this list, I'll go ahead and mention, we already kind of have our MVP picked, so I'll mention a a name – that is not someone we pick just to give them some some just do. I'll mention De'Aaron Fox again. I'm talking a lot about the Kings, um, but they went three and O this last week. He had 25 points, eight assists. Um, not tremendous defensive numbers as far as the steals or the blocks, but he's playing very efficiently, and the team is just really fun to watch. And he's he doesn't have to be the end-all be-all of the scoring and you know doing all the plays but he just you know he's the guy without being so in your face about it you know he just kind of runs the show Sabonis is like his right-hand man they have their their supporting cast and they just you know they've been playing great and so I'd like to highlight Fox. Wyatt is there a player that you'd like to highlight real quick before we mention our actual MVP pick?
1: um i'll probably talk about mark and then you know i think he's been we we talked about this a little bit offline before the uh podcast but you know he's definitely one of the top candidates for most improved player Mm -hmm. he's been phenomenal for the jazz i mean he did well before too but uh i feel like he moved really into a spot where he's been a central uh I mean, he's kind of shouldered a lot of the, the uh, success that the jazz has experienced, you know, he's really scored well, you know, rebounded yeah. and, and not to mention the defensive uh, shoes, so to speak, he had to step into trying to fill in for, you know, kind of that go uh paint protecting uh, prestige.
0: Yeah. And, and the numbers aren't tremendous there. I mean, 0. 0.7 steals 0. 0.7 blocks i mean it's it's solid it's not anything crazy it's been kind of almost like paint defense by committee right because they have marketing right. they have Olinic vanderbilt and i think we already said those guys are picking up a good amount of fouls because they're you know kind of all just making it work somehow in that center position but right, um, yeah.
1: no one can fill his shoes but they're yeah. all uh all attempting you know
0: yeah exactly um but you're right on the head there as far as you know it's scoring first he's scoring at a great clip and great percentages um grabs the rebounds and then just plays a nice team game and the jazz have been very successful to start the season so you definitely got to talk about him i'm surprised we haven't talked about him up to this point but uh we're giving him his just due here of course, we could talk about these other players, but we'll go ahead and end the suspense. Our pick for our Week Five MVP. Uh, Why? I'll give you a drum roll, and you can go ahead and do the honors.
1: Okay. It is the Lakers, Anthony Davis.
0: Anthony Davis is our Week Five MVP. Now, this is could be seen as a little bit of a controversial pick in the sense that the Lakers only played two games in the stretch, but they did go two and zero and he had some tremendous stats 34 points 17 rebounds uh two assists two steals two and a half blocks um and his turnovers and fouls were not bad at all in this stretch uh Wyatt your comments on ad and what he's able to do in those games and maybe even the lakers going forward and how he can impact
1: that yeah you know the the winning the winning record is big of course for lakers right now they it's getting to the point of the season where it's like you better start figuring out your stuff if you want (laughs) to if you want to get to the playoffs you know so uh that's big and i think that's one of the largest factors contributing to him being my choice um for mvp but then of course you know you can't you can't just ignore 34 points and 17 boards and two and a Mm -hmm. half blocks is also extremely impressive. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's one of those guys, it seems like he's been a little quiet this year where uh, at least compared to his past performance where he's been, you know, the talk of the town, you know, best center of the league always, at least in that conversation. Yeah. uh, At least defensively and you know he moves well kind of kind of the uh goal he, he like was the kind of the standard of like what you want a center to be for a while uh yeah uh, and everyone was excited for carl anthony towns you know coming in like looking kind of like an ad you know really mobile center and but now he's kind of getting back into that hopefully
0: <laughs> right yeah um yeah, no, I I think it's a great sign, um, just as an NBA fan, but especially for that Lakers fan base, you know. As much as they've struggled early and they're, you know, it's easy to fall back on what happened last season. But I do think Anthony Davis, there has been a world of difference from last season. Easily, of course, in terms of his availability so far. He's been on the floor, yeah. he's been <laughs> playing. But more than that, he's been productive and he seems more engaged, you know in the the bits of of games and and highlights from games I've seen he just seems more active and like more interested in playing in general than maybe he has in the past and I think that's great to see and I'm especially right. happy to see his defensive numbers you know he's a guy that when we have our awards race discussion I'm definitely going to pull hard for him as far as defensive player of the year and what he's right. been able to do uh just the pure, you know, traditional stats. I know that advanced stats, maybe he's not as high, but, you know, I think he's still been great there, but um, yeah, all of those, those factors we've mentioned um, I think, you know, we can definitely lock that in. I'll go ahead and uncap the Sharpie and we can write in, I didn't leave myself enough room here. So his name's going to have to go a bit sideways, but uh, week five, we are writing in Anthony Davis and it's interesting so far, this is going kind of like you'd expect in the sense of these names are all all star type names, right? Uh, just to recap, first week was John Morant week two was Donovan Mitchell week three, Kevin Durant week four, Joel Embiid and this last week, week five, Anthony Davis. All of those names are definitely names you'd throw in a, an all star type conversation I'm excited to see if we can have like a role player type guy who just has a crazy week and we throw his name on there. You know, you look at this trophy of, you know, all-stars, former all-stars, all NBA, and then suddenly like randomly one week, maybe Mark. And well, even if, but he could be an all-star this year, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking even more obscure. I'm thinking like, Oh, uh, like Kevin Herter or something. Again, I'm a, I got a Sacramento mindset.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd look at this trophy. And it's like one of these things is not like the other, but, um, anyways, that's my, my hope at this point, like it's still, it, it's great to have a, you know, it's been great having a different MVP each week so far, but more than that, it'd be really fun to see a role player jump up and have just an unbelievable week. Um, will that happen stay tuned we have no idea uh adam silver does he know maybe let's yeah. put our, our tinfoil hats on yeah there's the <laughs> that we <could> talk about. <laughs> okay all right we won't go too uh, far off the rails here let's jump into our final segment um and this is a new game i have not explained this very much to wyatt at all but that's hopefully going to be some of the fun of this okay so okay. it's good cool. it's gonna be an, a new game called 20 guesses you've heard of 20 questions right yes 20 guesses is the name of this one okay fair enough so you're going to be trying to guess a player okay okay and you as the name implies you get 20 guesses max to try and guess a player okay
1: wow okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) the only clue i will give you to start is their career averages okay okay so that's why you have a lot of guesses to burn through but you have three lifelines okay your first lifeline is i'll give you their numbers for their best season or best seasons like their averages okay i'll give you their individual accolades like all nba all defense that type, type stuff and then the third lifeline i'll tell you what teams they played for okay okay fair enough. and so there's not really a penalty for using the lifelines it's more just about pride (laughs) 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 okay so hopefully that explains the rules again i came up with this idea at work today i think it'll be fun i have a player that's kind of half easy to like for our first run through like it's not an obscure player by any means i could i could have gone like way mean and just picked like the most like Danny frames or something, but, um, <laughs> but we'll go with someone that uh, you should, I know, you know, this player I'll I'll say that way.
1: Okay. Yeah. And one point of clarification, or do I even get to know this? Are they current or historic or it could be either. Could be either. It's any okay. player from NBA history. Okay. Okay. Perfect.
0: Their career stat line. This might, well, we'll see. I'm going to write this down. Okay. uh... Their career averages 12.6 points per game. Okay. 6.3 rebounds, 8.7 assists, and 1.9 steals. That's their career averages. And those okay. those of you listening at home can even play along if you want. I guess we won't have any way of knowing who won, but so that's your career stat line: twelve point six points, six point three rebounds, eight point seven assists, and one point nine steals. Now you can you have twenty guesses to burn through, and you have three lifelines. Okay. So, so what, what will leaning, it be? <laughs> I'm leaning
1: toward a point guard. Okay. Um you know, kind of high in assists for average and and you know, 1.9 steals that's that's okay for a career average too. Um <laughs> just okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> um you know, maybe a shooting guard or Six point three rebounds is pretty decent, especially if it was a, you know, more historic point guard. Nowadays, the rebound factor you could kind of argue is turning into a kind of a bogus thing because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it, there aren't a uh, very large attempts made, at least on the defensive rebound stat.
0: Why well, it's prodding my
1: Russell Westbrook, uh, itch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's think of some point guards here. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, the, the first person that popped into my mind when you started was John Stockton. Is that Um, your guess? I feel like steals are too low, but sure. I will. I'll give a guess. John Stockton
0: not a bad guess it's not Stockton but i like that okay. guess okay now the part i forgot to mention is if you get something in the right ballpark as far as a position a conference division team um i i think just those things or maybe a number i don't know but I will let you know. So, like I'll I'll tell you okay. it is a point guard. Okay. Okay. Based, based on that guess. A point guard is correct. So that'll help you out a little bit. So okay. so guess one is underway.
1: Okay, along guess- that same vein, I'm gonna go Steve Nash.
0: Okay, not Steve Nash. Not Steve Nash. Um, <clears throat> also, if I say right team, wrong team, right conference, I'm going to base that on where this player was at their best.
1: Okay, fair enough. What Where they're kind of known for playing.
0: Yeah, although yeah. With, with this player that can be a little bit debatable, but I, I don't want right. to give away too much.
1: Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and burn the uh the team's lifeline.
0: Okay, you want to know what teams just, they played for.
1: Just to see how this uh yeah, how this plays out. Okay. You know, give the give the audience a taste <laughs> of the lifelines.
0: Okay. So here's this player's teams. Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns, New Jersey Nets, New York Knicks.
1: Okay, so, I mean, when you say Suns point guard, I got to think Jason Kidd. Um, Is that your guess? I'm trying to think of, like, you said it's it's arguable whether or not they they played at their best on this, you know, on a given team. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like his was... Ah, eh, maybe not super obvious sons. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jason Kidd. You are correct, Wyatt. It is Jason Kidd. Now, yes, <laughs>
0: I I didn't say right team though. For I might have confused you there. I was just gonna. I was clarifying like when I say it's the right team, that will be for like that will be based on where they played their best. So I wasn't saying that for Steve Nash, because I would say Jason Kidd's best years were in New Jersey. Because oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, he had... Although, that could be debatable, honestly. I mean, you look at it. Like, I guess he was just able to lead New Jersey to back-to-back finals.
1: Right, true. But
0: num- numbers-wise, they're pretty close, So so that's fair. But... But you did get it. Yes, it is Jason Kidd. So congratulations to you. Do you want to do you, you wanna do one more just for kicks? It's like way harder just to see what that, like you <laughs> said, give an audience preview.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah let's do it.
0: Okay. But now at least then... use the other
1: two lifelines here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got one perfect right here that just popped up for me. And this okay. one's not ultra obscure, but you're never gonna get this. Just knowing you, <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Um. oh his career stat line is perfect okay let me clear this and again I'm going to go with like you know like if you guess a player like that's not the right player but let's say they played they both played in the eastern conference
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would say okay wrong but the right conference so that gives you kind of a clue right Okay, Okay. so that's the way it'll work. But I've got the player. Again, it's 20 guesses. His three lifelines are reloaded. Here we go. Everyone's favorite game show, 20 guesses. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess I need to give you the stat line first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be helpful. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, here's his career averages. His career averages. Eight points. 7.9 rebounds. 0.9 0. 0.9 assists, 0. 0.6 steals, 1.2 blocks.
1: Okay, 1.2 blocks. 1.2 blocks. What was the steals? 0. 0.6. 0. 0.6. These are like uh power forward numbers, yeah.
0: you know why i'm hoping you surprise me to be honest because like i know this guy and Uh plenty probably not a ton of nba fans know him you know a handful do uh not flex. not to flex but uh i know this guy so Uh, (laughs) um Okay, so go ahead. What is what is your first guess?
1: Um I don't know. His blocks are kind of high. Mm. His points are eh. Rebounds are decent. Zero uh, point nine assists or crap. Remember you have
0: 20 guesses and I'll give you little tips with those guesses that can hopefully steer you towards the right player. So
1: true. Okay. Let's, let's guess like Clint Capella.
0: Interesting guess. Okay. So I, so not the right guess, of course. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
0: No. Um pretty much right position.
1: Pretty much this. right position. Okay, so I was right yeah. with power forward.
0: Well ClickApel is a center.
1: Right, yeah. So but, you said pretty much right. Pr- so I would pr- say. So this case uh, be power forward. Y- yes and no. Okay. <laughs> that's that's helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll I'll say <laughs> Kind of mainly center, but played power forward early in the career.
1: Okay. Um,
0: not, not not Clint Capella.
1: Uh. Okay. Let's go with Dwight Howard. Dwight
0: Howard. You're getting further. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's more of a helpful hit than I should have done. Um, right conference, though. If you're thinking of that player at his best, right conference. Or correct conference. So, So Eastern Conference. You're giving me kind of a blank right. stare. <laughs> Eastern <Sorry>. Conference player.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, wait. No, I was gonna guess Bill Russell, but he's way too well known, and the stats are too low. Um, what about like a a Drummond, Andre Drummond, character?
0: Dude, is that your guess? Yeah. Wyatt, you are what? killing me. His career average of eight points, Andre Drummond? I don't know. Oh, Wyatt. No, it's not Andre Drummond.
1: (laughs) I'm still too well-known, huh?
0: A little bit. You're in the right division, the the central division, so I'll help you out. The central division is the Milwaukee Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, the Indiana Pacers, the Detroit Pistons, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So most well-known...
1: How about Bill Lambeer?
0: That's actually not a bad guess. It's not Bill Lambeer, though. Hmm. But one of those teams. was this, this player was most well-known, I would say, for
1: playing for one of those teams. Okay, so... You said Pistons, Bucks, Bulls, Bulls, Calves,
0: and Pacers.
1: Okay, you're not
0: cheating using Basketball Reference, are you?
1: No, is that what you're on or something? I was just <laughs> oh, writing down the names yeah. <laughs> so that I could uh, look at them. Yeah. Um, you've used twenty percent of your guesses. I'm thinking, what's that? Pacers guy name that's always in Parks and Rec. I don't know. Uh,
0: I I haven't watched very much of Parks and Rec.
1: Oh. Uh, De- describe them for me. I think I know who you're white. talking
0: about. Uh, Rick. Rick Smits. Is that who you're thinking of?
1: No. Um, Shrimp. Uh. That left shrimp.
0: That's who you're thinking of? Is that your yeah. Guess? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, wrong position.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have thought about that. Um, okay. Okay, same vein, though, uh, or at least Parks and Rec vein and Pacers, Roy Hibbert.
0: Not a bad guess either.
1: Um, That is
0: the right team. I should have said that with Trump sorry. Um, well, I guess Trump was probably most well-known for the Sonics. Um, yeah. But yeah, Roy Hibbert, so that's the correct team, a Pacers player. Not the right player, though.
1: Okay. I, I'm leaning toward him being like not current based on what you said about them being best with this Player, okay, because I was gonna guess Miles Turner. Because wasn't he? He's like a power forward center, right? Didn't he start a power forward? Or is he?
0: I want to uh, say
1: he's been pretty much a center, okay,
0: for the most part. I guess that kind of gives it away, but
1: <laughs> um,
0: I'll throw you a bone on that one
1: up. <laughs> uh How about No, how would dumb. This is the same issue. Uh Miles Plumley, he's still current.
0: Miles Plumley. Is that what I'm thinking of? You're probably thinking Mason Plumley. Although Miles Plumley did play for the Pacers at one point. You were correct there. Um his career averages are a little too low. Although in okay. his best his best season was the same as our mystery players' career averages. So so that's something, but uh, okay. no. Miles has not played in the league since twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, Mason is playing for the Hornets currently.
1: Right. How about?
0: Do you want to use a lifeline?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about those. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna lifeline. say
0: you're really struggling here. Which I already got
1: the Pacers though, so I don't need the team's one. Um, okay. What, well, I could tell you all
0: the teams they played for. I don't know if that'll help at this point, though. Uh,
1: yeah, probably not. They're. I think they're probably going to be too obscure for that to be beneficial. Okay. Um, let's do the best season.
0: Okay. Their best statistical season. Was a season they played power forward, if that helps at all. But again, most more than half their career, they're more of a center. Um, Okay. Their best statistical season, they averaged 11.7 points, 10.9 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 0.7 steals, and 1.6 blocks.
1: Okay. So you're not going to give me which season that was, huh? Nope. (laughs) Dang.
0: (laughs) Should I give you a year? Would that at least be helpful?
1: That would be helpful. (laughs) Okay.
0: 1994. Okay.
1: Not as helpful Uh, as you thought. Not really.
0: Okay, so we've guessed So far Clint Capella Dwight Howard Andre Drummond Bill Amber Della Schrempf Roy Hibbert And Miles Plumley. We're about a third of the way through And we've used One lifeline The best season And I helped you out a little bit Told you it was 1994 You know that they're A center Slash power forward And they played for the Pacers. Yes. How close are um, you to getting the right player?
1: Uh, well, here's the thing. I have Googled some that-era big men, so I have some names that I can throw out there, but none of them do I know, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: uh, this is about how I expected this to go. But...
1: Yeah. So... I'm going to guess Antonio Davis cuz he looks to be his. Oh,
0: stats. Not correct, but you're kind of close.
1: So Dale Davis.
0: Yes, it is Dale Davis. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I was like, which Davis do I go with here?
0: Congratulations Google. You have won <laughs> the
1: game. <laughs> yes,
0: I Dale Davis, one-time All-Star with the oh. Indiana Pacers. Uh, in the year two thousand, when they made it to the NBA Finals, he started at center and averaged. It, that wasn't his highest career average, but he averaged ten points, ten rebounds, and a block, and he was an All Star.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Why it's probably thinking, wow, what a crap All Star, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, they, say it, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, yeah, Antonio Davis and Dale Davis, they were not brothers, but they called them like the Davis brothers because they were, you know, big guys for the Pacers in that era where they were battling yeah. the Knicks. And yeah, okay. How, how about we flip the tables? Let's do one last round. I didn't actually plan on doing this many rounds, but I think it'd be fun. How about you find an obscure player and I'll see if I can guess them? Okay. Cuz I I'm excited to try the the flip side of this. Hopefully you the audience are finding this engaging and maybe it's given you ideas of you could play this type of a game with with your NBA friends. Who knows? I think it's a decent idea. Um yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll give Wyatt a little bit of time to be looking for a player. Um, While he's doing that, I'll go ahead and throw out our this day in history fact early so we don't forget it uh, when we finish up our round here. Uh, This day in history in 2001, uh, the Denver Nuggets call up Chris Anderson from the Fayetteville Patriots, making Anderson the first D-League player to be called up to the NBA. Uh, pretty cool fact from 2001. Um, again, Chris Birdman Anderson. Pretty cool there. Um, I did actually see on the NBA's page, there was a mix-up as far as whether this was November 21st November 21st of 2001 or November 22nd of 2001. But I figure I'll just keep it on this one. Uh, we have kind of an interesting fact for tomorrow as well, so... Uh, but that is our, this day in history fact. Uh, Wyatt, do we have a name of a player?
1: We've got a name.
0: Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Go ahead and give me the career averages.
1: All right. Average points was uh 3.7 points oh, no. per game. Okay. <laughs> 3.7. Um. Rebounds 1.2. Okay. Assists 1.8. Okay. Steals 0. 0.8. Uh and then blocks 0.
0: 0.1. Okay. So this is career averages.
1: Career averages.
0: And that's all I get to start.
1: Correct. Oh crap. I mean, I'll throw you a, a bone. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Don't don't throw me a bone. Okay. <laughs> Bill Hanslick.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> okay. Is anything is anything right about that as far as like a position or a team or anything? Or a conference? Well You gotta look up who Bill Hanslick I was is gonna for. say I would I would have to know
1: who he is. Bill Lanz? Han Hanslick. Hanslick.
0: H-A-N-Z-L-I-K.
1: gosh uh, okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> today on why it learns about NBA players
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly honestly this guy that i like, played for I Yeah. Hornets. Okay.
0: I always remember him was with the Nuggets, like an eighth man off the bench for that 85 team, like the 80s teams.
1: Okay. Let me look and see if there's any overlap here. Okay. So, Bill played for the Supersonics, Nuggets, Hornets, and Hawks. And there is not any overlap. And the position is also not overlapped. So, Okay, great. You know nothing about uh our guy so far.
0: <laughs> not even the right conference. Like okay, just take Hanslick as Nuggets. Western Conference. Is that the right conference for like what I would know this player
1: for? Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Western Conference. We have something. Yeah. But but not a small forward. Correct. Okay. Well, it was higher assists, Western Conference guard i'm guessing that was not very good um oh geez i i'm trying to think of like who you would know or did you just go like no i wanna ask you that um let's <laughs> see western conference guard and it's not nuggets um Oh I had a name and then I lost it. No, I'll I'll Robert Pack.
1: Nope, but let me look up this guy.
0: Okay. Why am I guessing Robert Pack? That's Nuggets. Ah, oh, jeez.
1: You fool. Just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just gotta give it back a little bit after. <laughs> no, no, it's being in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so there is some overlap here, though brief. Okay. On uh team-wise, um, trying to decide how much I want to tell you. Okay. So, uh, Pack ended his career with the Trailblazers, just for a year. Okay. And the player of interest also played for the trailblazers for one year.
0: Trailblazers for one year. Uh, Three points, but they're not well known for being on the trailblazers.
1: Right. And also your, your position's correct. He is a point guard.
0: Steve Blake. Nope. Maryland Turpin. It's not
1: Steve. Uh, it's not Maryland Turpin either.
0: No, it, that's not a player. Maryland no. Turpin. I mean.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: you went went to University of Maryland.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: That could. That sounds like that could be a player, though. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Honestly, um, it's it's
0: pretty close to Melvin Turpin, who was a player. So yeah, totally fair
1: enough. And. Yeah, there's not really a lot of overlap here between Steve Blake and the player of interest either. Although, the player of interest played for the Lakers for a year and Blake was on there for four years.
0: Okay, so Lakers and Trailblazers, but no one best for a different Western Conference team. Correct. Crap. Who the heck? Uh it's a point guard. Um at this point I probably I'm going to use a lifeline. That's probably what I need to do.
1: Okay. Um which one?
0: I have a feeling they're not going to have any accolades, so I'm not going to ask for that. What was their best season? Uh let me look. I think that's going to tell me a little bit more than anything and maybe why like maybe this player had a really standout season and that's why you picked them.
1: But I don't know. Find Uh, out next time. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Okay. So 5.1 points.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: 5.1? 3.8 assists and 1.6 steals. And this bumped him into the starting lineup, actually. So... Okay. That's an interesting note.
0: Starting point guard, Western Conference, a lot of steals. I feel like I I wish I knew Can you tell me what year that was?
1: That was 2014
0: 2014? Mm
1: Mm-hmm Oh, geez Point guard? Yeah, and he replaced uh, a point guard kind of of interest when he moved into that starting spot
0: Reggie Jackson.
1: Nope.
0: Anything right there?
1: Uh yes.
0: Trailblazers, Lakers placed a point guard of note. Oh, Jesus. Tough. They, so it's not the Nuggets or Trailblazers or Lakers, but they played for those teams. Right. Uh, 1.6 steals is really interesting, though. <clears throat> 2014, who would they have replaced at point guard? Because, like, Chris Ball would have still been around. Kings didn't really have anything going on. Steve Nash had already left in Phoenix. I got to, like, run through all the teams. Um, Curry might have been injured in that year. Jarrett Jack? No. Okay, not Jarrett Jack.
1: Um. Let's see,
0: man, we're leaving a lot of dead time for the the audience. Hopefully, the audience <laughs> yeah, is just there. <laughs> maybe they're just doing what we're doing and they're trying to think of who this guy is. Um, not Jarrett Jack. Replaced a point guard of note. In twenty fourteen. Can I ask this? By replaced do you mean temporarily or for like a more long term?
1: Uh more temporarily. Okay. Just moved into that starting position.
0: Okay. Um did they move to the start starting position the whole
1: rest of the year? They did not. They actually got injured. Later in the year. Or okay. rather. Yeah. Say injured, they had a surgery done.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Dante Exum.
1: Uh, no. Dang it, no. Although with Exum, I'll give you. Wait, hold on. Let me fact check this real quick. Okay.
0: I'm excited. Oh, I might know it.
1: Yeah, you might know it. What's your next guess? Before I give you this, <laughs> before I give you this, uh, little hint.
0: Can I ask a question first? Sure. Are they still playing? No. Ah crap. Okay, never mind. I'm not guessing.
1: So Exum and this guy are both best known for the same team.
0: Okay, so it's the Jazz. Correct. See, that's what I thought. So, uh, 2014?
1: That team was bad. Um, I did not say that their best stats were with the Jazz, but they were best known for playing with the Jazz.
0: Uh, okay.
1: I guess you could argue one other team, but...
0: Jazz and one other team, point guard, low averages. Who the heck is this guy? Ru- mm.
1: Ronnie Price? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, of, course Ronnie it, Price. of course it's
1: flipping Ronnie Price. I was going to say, like uh at the start, oh, that's I So like, obvious though. Give you like a uh, we actually like have a bit of history with him because you and we... I met Ronnie Price at uh, that basketball tournament or uh, st- camp we attended. Yeah,
0: the UVU camp. Yeah. What a
1: stupid pick cuz
0: that should have been so obvious.
1: <laughs> that's what I I thought it was going to be easy cuz cuz yes he's <laughs> kind of crap but he's a one that you know we've had personal we, with, we know so. him because he went <laughs> yeah. he went
0: to uvu and he played for the jazz so it's like oh ronnie price yeah oh what a stupid pick
1: yeah so he he actually filled in for jeremy lynn on the lakers that was his best oh. stat line and the player or the point guard he filled in for
0: crap he did play on the lakers didn't he
1: what yeah, was his best?
0: Year. Or what was his last? Because he was with the Suns last. I heard. Was yeah, twenty
1: seventeen. Yeah, crap.
0: Well, that was a good one. That was Thanks. that was a good one. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> despite my uh, oh, what crap pick. But I mean, <laughs> it took me a while to guess, so it was a very good pick. But okay, all right. Well, I guess that uh that summarizes the show. Um. Kind of went longer than we planned. Uh, hopefully, that was for the better. I think it was fun to do that game. Probably, what we'll do, we'll do maybe like one or two rounds, uh, you know, every so often, just for something a little more fun to do, or maybe if we need, you know, some filler. But yeah, um, either way, you know, feel free to copy the same game format. Do it with your friends. You know, challenge them. See if they can guess the player that you you have in mind. Um, feel free to go as obscure as you want I could have gone so flipping obscure you would not believe
1: <laughs> freaking Dale Davis or whatever his name was he I was probably. an all-star barely <laughs> <laughs> <Apparently. laughs>
0: he was part of the Davis bros man he was you know rough and tumble the, the Indiana Pacers in the 90s and the...
1: fair All enough right. yeah.
0: yeah he it's sort please. of, sort of bad boys type thing, you know, and started, no. he started for a finals team, Wyatt. <laughs> he started for a finals team. He was an all-star on a finals team. Anyway, was, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut things short here, although we've already gone kind of long, but uh, <laughs> again, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, Wyatt, for being with me here today. Um, yeah, make sure you're tuned in tomorrow for our, um, you know, normal Tuesday show. I'm hoping to get Justin on the horn for tomorrow's show since we're not planning on doing a show Wednesday. And that's something I forgot to talk about. I'll mention it very briefly. We will not be having a show Wednesday through Friday. We'll talk a little bit more in detail on Tuesday's show, but regardless, just be aware of that. Um, But otherwise, thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for more.